In this episode, I'm going to ask you four specific questions about your relationship with your job, and I hope you find them inspiring and that they really get you thinking a little bit different about how you manage your career and how you're thinking and behaving in relationship to your job. I'm excited to share this with you. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. This is episode 118, and I'm kind of excited to be back in my office and be able to record podcasts with my gadgets, my gear, and the right setup. Because as you might know, I was traveling to Switzerland and to Italy over the summer. It was almost five weeks that we were gone. And being on the road and traveling is something that I love to do. But I also love coming home and having my routine back and my equipment back and my setup. And that includes recording these episodes for you. So as I'm back, I had some time to think about certain things. And specifically for me and my business, taking that time away is incredibly helpful for me to gain perspective, to think about my strategy for this coming year or specifically the next six months looking at what am I doing well, what's not working so well, what should I personally focus on and commit my time to for the next six months versus what are things that I can delegate to the amazing people who are helping me. There's Kate, there's Cameron, who's helping me produce this particular podcast. So shout out to Cameron. And then there's Brandy, my new executive assistant, who's been an amazing addition to the team and has been able to take on so many of the tasks that up until recently I was doing on my own. So really rethinking how I run my business and where we're heading, what's coming next for us. And I really savor this time. I love having this time to take a step back and rethink what I'm doing. Now, it happened coincidentally that my business coach also prompted me to think about certain questions about the relationship I have with my business. And as I was taking note on the answers for those questions, we're just sort of planting the seeds and then it lingered with me and I journaled on it for a little while. I thought about recording this episode for you. It occurred to me that just as much as I am thinking about my business that way and the relationship I have with my business as an entity, the exact same thing applies to every person who doesn't have a business but has a job. What is your relationship with your job? And so, of course, I had to record this on a podcast to share this with you because I thought, to me, this was a very interesting and inspiring and uh, insightful exercise. And I can't hold back with stuff like this. I have to share this with you here on this podcast as well. Specifically, my goal is for you to take a step back and think about your relationship with your job. What I mean by that is if you imagine your job being another person, 
Like imagine that with another person and you have a relationship with that other person, this entity, right? For us, these are people. So what would this relationship with this other person look like? What would it feel like? What would it sound like? And how do you want to develop and nurture this relationship going forward? So I'm going to ask you four specific questions in the next few minutes that I invite you, I encourage you, I always want to lit a fire under your butt <laughs> to go grab a piece of paper and the pen and to start taking some notes as we go through this. Because at the end of the day and at some point in your career, this is your career progression will no longer be fueled by hustle and millions of to-dos that, that you get to scratch off your to-do list. Yes, of course, that's part of your job. But the way to progress your career, your title, your salary, those things don't happen because of the small incremental daily actions that you're taking. Those things happen because of relationships that you build, because of training that you take, because of the way that you present yourself, the way that you speak up, the ideas that you present to your boss or to other stakeholders, the awareness that you build, the way you connect the dots in the organization and for your team, the way that you problem solve or the way that you handle change and complexity and are able to navigate stressful situations. It is no longer after you've settled in your career and you've gone through the first few years as, an, as a fresh grad where people still want to see you accomplish your tasks, not just the goals, but the tasks, the daily tasks. After that, at a certain level of seniority, for which the chances that you are at that stage, listening to this podcast is about 99.9%. And at that level... It is way less about this daily grind and a lot more about taking that step back and reflecting broadly what you're doing and what you're not doing and how you're feeling about your job and how you're engaging with your job. And through all my content and all the topics that I bring on this podcast, I hope that there's something that lingers with you that makes you think about the approach that you have, the way you see something or think about something, the way that you look at your diet reports and get to support them, the way that you pursue your own career goals. That is my big ambition for why I get in front of this microphone because I have a message that I want to share with you and I hope that you feel inspired. So this is one of those episodes where this is particularly important because it's a lot less about me teaching anything or telling you something. It's about me asking questions and then you pausing and slowing down. Yes, not speeding up, but slowing down during the summertime now that we're in to reflect on your career and the relationship you have with your job. Okay, and enough said. I'm going to get into this now. I hope that while I was talking on my soapbox, <laughs> you grabbed your pen and paper and are ready to write down these questions and potentially pause the podcast and answer them right away. That would, of course, be amazing. So are you ready? Let's do this. The first question I have for you is this. Again, imagine that your job is a person, right? So thinking about what this relationship would be like. Think about how you talk about this person, i.e. your job. How do you treat this fictional person? Do you have healthy boundaries with this person like you would in any other healthy relationship? Or 
are the are there no boundaries at all and your job is just taking and taking and taking and asking for more and more and more what does that relationship that you have with your job look and sound like and if you're not sure but you have a partner or a friend or a family member that you often talk about your job you should ask them you should say imagine my job is a person tell me about the relationship you think I would have with that person what would that be? Is there a lot of gossiping and negative talk about this person? Am I treating them disrespectfully? Or is the job treating me, that other person treating me kind of disrespectfully? There are no boundaries in place because I'm not standing up for my own needs or my own self or I'm burning myself out with this because I feel guilty or I feel that I need to provide and solve for this other person. Is there a dependency that's maybe not healthy? What does it sound like and what does it look like? That was the first question. And yeah, it might seem a little odd to think about your job as a person, but doing this, I promise you, will reveal a whole lot about how you're engaging and how you're showing up for your job, just like you would with any relationship. We all know this, the way we show up with people we don't have a good relationship with, it's very different than we show up with the people that we have a great relationship with right? Oh my gosh, just thinking about this. (laughs) If I go out and I meet someone that I don't have a really good relationship with, it's way less fun. I feel way less excited. I might even come back a little drained from the conversation. Then if I go see someone that I love and admire and have a great relationship with, two entirely different experiences. That's the first question. The second one is, What are you doing that might be or is getting in the way of creating a flourishing relationship? How do you nurture your relationship with your job? So again, this might be boundaries that you are putting in place. This may be the way that you think about your job, the emotions that you feel when you think about your job or when you actually are doing your job. So when you're with that person, that imaginary person, So what are you actually doing that's not working, that's not cultivating a good relationship? Something that you realize, if I want to develop a really good relationship with my career and with my job, I maybe should stop doing this. And then the flip side of this, and now we're moving to question three here, is what are you doing that's working really well? What are you doing? How are you talking about your job? and how you feel about it, that is creating and will help create a flourishing, strong relationship. And now the last question, and this is my favorite one, what does your job need you to do? And this could be, for example, my job needs me right now to be really focused or really well organized, or my job needs me to pay attention to the people around me way more than the results that we're producing right now or my job needs me to take a break right now I need some space I need some downtime I need time to reset and rejuvenate what is it that your job you can also replace that with your career need you to do right now so I'm going to quickly repeat them first imagine this is a person right what would this relationship be like what would it sound like what would it look like 
Second question, what's getting in the way of having a good relationship with your job or your career? Third, what are you doing that's actually working and helping to create a strong relationship? And then four, what does your job or your career need you to do right now? So for me, for example, I realize that sometimes I feel this business, <laughs> this person is kind of demanding. It needs me to show up a lot. I need to do a lot, it's asking for a lot. But you know what? I also realize that I'm offering a lot. I'm saying, hey, you want to do this? How about that? You know what? Let's go on that trip. Let's go to a party. Let's go to dinner. Let's go get coffee. Do you want to go on a hike? Like I'm asking so much in this relationship, but then it feels like it's demanding of me at the end of the day. So these are little things that occurred to me as I was thinking about it. While I was taking time off, I also knew I was supposed to be working on a course for learning platforms such as LinkedIn Learning on one-on-one -on -one meetings. And I knew when I committed to this that during the exact time frame that I should be working on this, I will be gone. So now I'm coming back and I have to play catch up like a crazy person, I feel. That's just one example. I also committed to writing a book on stoicism and leadership. I've interviewed amazing people for this book project and it's now on me to write it. So while I committed to it, I offered it. Now, as I'm executing, it feels like this is a demanding person here that I have this relationship with. I realize, therefore, what's working, what isn't, and what I have to change. So this whole idea of not overcommitting is one of them. What my business, for example, needs of me these coming six months is for me to stand on top of a roof and to shout as loud as I can that all new managers need some kind of training, coaching, guidance, mentoring. But I want this whole practice of new managers being thrown into the cold water making it sound like this is the easy transition and because you were great as an IC, here is now your team and go do it and go be successful. That whole mindset needs to change and I need to be up there shouting it out, connecting with people who make decisions in this arena, connecting with people who haven't thought about this so far, but now their company or their team is at a place where they're promoting a lot. They're hiring first-time managers and this is where they, I want to be there and I want to tell them that this is important. Whatever they choose to buy at the end of the day or how they choose to solve it and address this problem, that is only partially within my control. And it's not what my business needs me to do right now. My business needs to be show up and speak up and raise awareness of this problem that we have so many new and frontline managers burning out, feeling distress, not liking the people leadership aspect. So many employees feeling overwhelmed or disengaged or quitting and moving to different companies because of their direct managers or the leadership in general. That's, for example, what I know and I really fe deeply feel it. That's what my business needs of me right now. But what is it for you? What does your career or what does your job need from you over the next few months? Well, these are the four questions I encourage you to think about, write down and then start acting upon it. Now, as I said in the beginning, this is not about getting something off your to-do list. This is not about hustling. It is also not about being perfect and doing it really nicely and thoughtfully and not about doing it perfectly and getting it right. There probably isn't even a right answer. It's just about 
asking yourself these questions and then listening to hear what's coming up and taking note of what's coming up. You might really be surprised of what you're uncovering by asking yourself these questions. When we look at the knowledge in this world, this is a really cool thing to keep in mind. Imagine a circle. Inside the circle is all the knowledge in this world. A very thin sliver of that knowledge or that pie, that circle, is the knowledge that we have, the things that we know. We know we know it. And then a pretty decent slice of that circle are all the things we know we don't know. All the technical things we know we don't know, all the historical things we know we don't know, all the science things we know we don't know, and the list goes on. But then the biggest by far slice of this pie are all the things we don't know we don't know. And asking yourself questions, personal questions like the ones that we've just went over, are about tapping into that slice of information, of knowledge that we didn't know we didn't know. And I really hope and I'm very confident that this is going to happen if you actually follow through with your pen and paper and answer the four questions that I pose to you. Things will come up that you didn't know you didn't know. And if you're willing to share them with me, I would love to know. And if there's something that's coming up that makes you think, wow, I might want to talk about this some more. I probably could use some guidance on how to address it. Then let's connect. Click the link down below to schedule a call. We can talk about what's come up for you, what you want to achieve or where you want to get or what you're looking to solve and what it might take to get there. Those are the strategy calls that I offer to anyone listening. And if you've been listening for a while and you are a frequent listener to this podcast, you gain value from this, then it may be time to take the next step, to leap into it and for the two of us to chat. I very much hope to hear from you. Be this through a call or by reading your email, which you can send at contact at RamonaShaw.com about the things that have come up or maybe potential questions that you have. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back with a new episode of the podcast next week. We'll talk about the six things I wished all new managers knew. So tune in then and have an amazing week. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.